Ministry Church. We direct and redirect lost souls back to Christ through the word and power of God. We believe that there is nothing more important than saving a soul. What we do, we are compelled to do for the sake of others. We are a deliverance ministry. And we teach the word of God. You can listen to our podcast, where you will find all kinds of edifying subjects on how to be the best that you can be in the Lord. And so much more awaits you there. Our blogs will be read to you. So all you need to do is listen, absorb its content, and grow. Join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for a word from the Lord. And Tuesday night at 7 p.m. for Bible study. You can reach us through our webpage, www.saintsandwheelsministry.org. Or simply email us at saintsandwheelsministry at gmail.com. And remember, Jesus loves you. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Today is a good day. Today, look, I can fill my lungs with air that the Lord allowed me to breathe. So let's just thank God for that because he alone is worthy. He's worthy to be praised. I said, let's just give God a little bit of uh, praise this morning, and then we can get started. Let's just give God a little bit of praise. Let me do some announcements. Praise. I think we better start praying now. The devil's trying to make a move. Let's get on our knees and pray. We have the power. Come on, let's lift him up for Jesus. Lift him up for the Lord. Come to the senses and use the power that God has given them to fight the devil. The power. I'm going to move. I'm going to stay in the groove. I have the power within me to stand up to the devil. And don't you forget Sometimes life knocks you down, but you don't have to stay on the ground. Just pray. Stay in the groove of God. Stay in the groove. Stand in the word of God. And all the promises of Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Good morning, my friends. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You can do all things. He has brought me out of the darkness Hi, Adrian. into the marvelous light. Resist the devil If you resist the devil And he runs from me You don't have to run from him I resist the devil You have the power And he runs from me He's got to go, not you Behold I give you Power from on high To put The devil Under your feet Stand every day in the groove for this nation and your family. You can stand, you can do it in the groove. You know what? You can stand because great is he that's in you, the groove than he that's in the world. Let's make this move. Come on, y'all, let's do it. We have the power. We have the power. With a head, not a tail. We have the power. Within our hands. We have the power. To stand for God. We have the power. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank God. As I said, this is the day 
that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That little song we wrote to let you know that you have the power over the devil. And God said, if you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. So we don't need to be running from the devil. We are more than a conqueror through him who has brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. We're going to pick up where we left off because I feel like this is what the Lord was telling me. Our sermon for last week was, what kind of spirit do you have? And my friends, that is the key thing to you surviving. The key thing for you to protecting yourself and your children. What kind of spirit do you have? God's spirit is worthy of praise and there is honor and words of glory. And, you know, everything is going down but the word of God. And God's spirit is not a spirit of error. God's spirit is a spirit of excellence. I didn't say you and I wasn't going to make mistakes. We do that as we grow and mature. But the mistakes that you make on a consistent basis tells us all a lot about who you really are. So, with that being a fact, let's go to part two. And part two of this here is simply saying this. What kind of spirit do you have? You know, when you have a spirit in you, first of all, let, 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 me, let me explain to you. Some of y'all don't know what a spirit is. Our immaterial, the Bible calls it said we're immaterial people, which means there's no spirit. Immature means there's no, there's no physical, there's physical, but no spiritual. So we are physical people without a spiritual connection. That means if we are a physical people, that means we have no connection with the divine, which is God. We can't get that unless God takes a step. He did. He sent his son, and the son sent the Holy Spirit, as we said. So now you have a spiritual connection. So the only way for you to understand what is going on in your own life and in this world is to have a connection with the divine, which is God. And again, that can only come through when you have met Jesus Christ through the salvation plan of the Lord, which is mean with the mouth man, with the heart man but sleep, with the mouth of confession made unto salvation. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. And then you receive the Holy Spirit, who is the power source that keeps you no matter what's going on. I don't care what storm is coming. I don't care who's shooting. You will be all right. Why? Because you belong to God. And he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. There's nothing, my friends, nothing is going down on this earth that my father is not fully aware of. He's not asleep. He ain't hitting the pipe. He ain't doing none of that. He's awake. He's alive. He knows exactly. We have a real God. We don't serve a fake God. We have a real God who knows what's going on within us, but he's waiting for us to tell him. Did you get that? He's waiting for us to tell him what's wrong. Okay, stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm just trying to show you some stuff. I said to you before, whatsoever man thinking in his heart, so is he. So let me take you over here so you think I'm, uh, I might be hitting the pipe myself. Let's go to Galatians, the sixth chapter. I'm going to give you a few seconds. Galatians, the sixth chapter. And I want to take you over there to the sixth chapter and the third verse, where it says, For if a man think himself to be more something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Uh-oh. 
but let every man prove his own works and then shall he rejoice in himself alone and not in others for every man shall bear his own burden let's go back here's a problem that you have many of you whoever you are not all of you but many of you when you think it's about you You've just messed yourself up. When you think it's about you, you have jackknife. That means a truck, 18-wheeler, and jackknife, and it flipped on itself. You flip on yourself. You flip the script, as we say. When you decide you want to do what you want to do, when you decide that what God says is no longer relevant in your life, when you do that, you cause yourself to have a derailment. And that derailment turns into a disconnect from Jesus. Jesus' father said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So he didn't go anywhere. You decided to go someplace. Whenever you take matters into your own hand and you think that you're in control, that's when you are out of control. But when you are out of control and you ask for God's advice, then are you in control? Because now in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he said he would direct your path. So if you're in a situation that was an accident, I'm not talking about a car accident. I'm talking about accident, period. That means you didn't cause us. They said, happy are ye when men revile you and say all oh, manner evil against you wrongfully. So for the Lord's sake, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about when you live in your life like you're supposed to and the devil jumps on you and his people jump on you and cause you discomfort. That's when you should be happy and say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you because my father going to take care of that. And trust me, he will. Now, if you got yourself in there because you don't, Refuse to keep God in your knowledge and you won't read your own Bible and you won't study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman who needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth and bam, the devil going to knock you in your face. And don't look for Jesus to help you out. Let me shock you again. Know ye not that the Lord does not hear the sinner's prayer. Oops, he said something terrible. Let me say it again, Mr. Microphone. The Bible says that God does not hear sinners' prayer. But, Mr. Microphone, if any man, woman, child be a worshiper and a doer of his own his word, Mr. Microphone, him will he hear. This is God talking. Him will he hear. Her will he hear if they are doing those things. So, my friends, when you are in the flesh and you're doing your own thing, you have you're spitting God's face and telling him to get out my face. I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want to go do. Now, when you do that, how in the world can you expect Jesus to come rescue you when you're spitting in his face? Don't try to use that excuse, turn the other cheek. You don't do that with God. You don't be turning no cheeks with God. You do what you're supposed to do because he's the one protecting you. So what am I saying? You're always in some kind of situation. You're always caught up some kind of way. You always can't get it together. You always get there, but something happens. You always have it, but then you lose it. You're always happy, and then you're sad. You're more sad than you're happy. My friend, something is going on. Somebody has the wrong spirit living in them. The Holy Spirit does not get on you, get around you. It gets in you. And it influences you to do what needs to be done. The Spirit gets in you and help you do what you need to be done. 
So when you out there and you crazy and you doing your thing apart from God, don't expect to be rescued because you've taken yourself out of the category to be rescued. Rescued means, as I just said, I am doing what the Lord wants me to do or living the way the Lord wants. Listen, you don't even have to be no preacher. You don't have to be no minister. All you got to do is live right. If you have the right spirit living in you, the Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the love of Christ. Okay, break that down, preacher, man. What does that mean, bear ye one another's brother? When you see your brother or sister destituted and cannot afford to feed themselves or their children, ye which are spiritual, you said you was a Christian, you fake, whoever you are, you said you're a Christian, but then as a Christian, you need to go to that person's house and bring them some food. I didn't say give them no money because some people don't know how to use money. They do the wrong thing with money. But if you see them hungry and destitute and have no place to live, you need to try to do whatever you can to assist that person. Why? Because if you do that, you fulfill the law of Christ, which he said, don't be concerned about yourself. Be concerned about somebody else. But when you are only concerned about you and yours, you have the wrong spirit. You are not connected to God anymore because you... You have chosen to do your own. Self says it's all about me. I, I, I syndrome. The me, I syndrome is one of the killers of Christians today. The me, I. Me, I is in self. It's no longer I, but Christ that liveth in me. I'm not a single entity. I have someone in me that's leading and guiding me as a way of life. This is not a come on when you want it to come on. I don't pray for people because I feel like praying for people. I pray for people because I have to pray for people. I lay on pants on people and have them recover because that's what I'm compelled to do. I don't do it because I want to do it. If the Truth be told, a lot of Christians, I'd like to take an axe to the head and axe, three and eight, chop it off. Because that's how people make you want to feel. I'm saved, thank you, my Holy Ghost. I've been in the vineyard for many years. I'm not talking about the pulpit, by where safety, Jesus said and Jesus loves. I, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't twist my words. I said, I've been in the pulpit and I preached the sermons. It's safe in the pulpit because you don't have to go nowhere. You don't have to do anything but open the book and preach it. But for preachers like me, and I'm not the only many like me, I'm in the vineyard where the people are suffering. I'm in the vineyard where they got the AIDS and the crack and the sickle cell and leukemia, 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 and, and, and holes and the prostitutes and the pimps and the drug dealers. I'm out there in the street with them. That's what you call working in the vineyard. When you're in the middle of the devil's territory, that's when you're working for Jesus. If you're sitting behind a pulpit, you're not doing no real work. When I say real work, you're not, doing, you're not going in the vineyard. Now, a pastor that is real and is a teacher and is teaching his flock because he's supposed to teach his flock and help his flock and grow his flock, that's his calling. He's a pastor. He's supposed to stay still. But me in the evangelist mode, I'm supposed to go out and compel them to go back to the church. I'm supposed to be a light that will shine that others may. I've sent multiple people to multiple churches in multiple states. Why? Because I did not have a church. My job was to be an evangelist. 
and you pastors out there, you have caused God's children to go astray, whoever you are. Because when you're not concerned about the one that left, there's something wrong with you. You have the wrong spirit as well. The pastor is the shepherd over the entire flock, not some of the flock. You don't send a hireling to take care of your household. You send yourself to take care of the household. Why? Because you have the authority. Don't sit there and tell them. Don't listen. I can hear lies right now. I can hear lies pop, 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 pop like popcorn in my head. Listen. If you are a pastor after God's own heart, then he will let you see what everything they're doing in their house. You can go to sleep and sit in your chair and God will reveal to you what your members are doing. And then you have to get up off of your behind and go deal with that situation because death is about to knock at their door. And so when you see death coming and you don't warn your members because they don't want to get their feelings hurt, that has nothing to do with what you saving yourself. Let me tell you something. I will kick your door down. You know why? Because I'm the, I'm the fireman. I'm coming to put the fire out. I am coming to rescue you because the thief is coming at that night. He's coming with his shotgun. He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. He's coming to blow your brains out. So I'm going to kick your door down. Listen, sometimes the kind of ministry I have, everybody don't have this ministry. There's a time and a season for everything. There's a time to say, Jesus loves you, and he only wants the best for you. Now, you should follow his word, and you should strengthen yourself. And everything will work out in the name of Jesus. That's fine when you're talking to children. But sometimes in the neighborhoods, I got to go to New York and go, yo, stupid. Let me tell you something. Stop it right now. If not, you'll be dead in two weeks. They're going to blow your brains out in two weeks. You understand that? I mean, literally blow your brains out in two weeks if you don't stop doing it. And I name everything they're doing. Now, you've been warned. Leave it or leave. It's up to you. I'll go about my business. I'm not there to make anybody receive anything. I'm a mailman. I'm there to deliver the mail. If I have the Spirit of God, my Bible tells me I compel you to go into the vineyard to reach my people. Listen, my job is to strengthen those things that are weak and ready to die. And sometimes you got to jump in somebody's face in order to save their life. And if they don't save their life, guess what? I've done my job. What kind of spirit do you have? Are you concerned about your brothers and sisters? What kind of spirit do you have? Let me go back to the Bible because you know what? You, I said it to you, but let me read it to you because you might think I'm hitting the pipe. Let me read it to you. Go back to me to Galatians, the sixth chapter. Let's read this. I want you to, I said it, I want you to hear it again. I want you to hear it again. Part of your responsibility is to look after your brothers and sisters in Christ. Here we go. Uh, Galatians, the sixth chapter. Brethren, stop right there. My Mr. Microphone, hold on. Stop right there. Brethren means Christian. You fake, phony Christians. This is who I'm talking to. It says brethren. Brethren means I'm talking to Christians. I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to the church. Church, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, consider yourself lest you also be tempted. 
In other words, if you see somebody fall and did something wrong in the church, don't go there and cuss them out. Don't go there and put the stronghold on them. Let me tell you, the Satan the Lord rebuke you. Don't, don't do that, David, because you know what? You was in that same situation, and nobody jumped on you. God is not a jump on God unless you got a ministry like me. Then, then the situation changed. But I'm talking about for you regular folk out there, you were supposed to uh, bear one another's breath. If you see your brother taking the fall, go to him. If you see your brother smoking cigarettes, don't go take the whole army with you. Go to say, brother, I saw you smoking the other day. Now, first of all, smoking is not good for your health. And second of all, you know, if you keep smoking, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to leave you. Matter of fact, he's probably gone. But I want to pray with you that you, you know, quit these cigarettes. I'll help you do whatever you want to do to help you quit these cigarettes. And the Bible said, if your brother hear you, you have gained him. But if he tell you to get out your face, go about your business. But in your heart, please feel free. Please have joy in the Lord. You know why? Because you attempted to save your brother or sister's life. When you have the wrong spirit in you, you do not want to receive any rebuke. You do not want to receive any constructive criticism because you know what you're doing. But we just read, Christian brothers, if you're overtaking the fault, you with your spiritual. Spiritual means you save, save, follow, go, but I ain't talking about the spiritualism. That a lot of y'all call yourself, uh, I'm not saved, but I'm spirit. I'm not a Christian, but I'm spiritual. No, you're not spiritual. You are the uh, spirit from God or a spirit from devil. There's no other spirits. You can't say you're spiritual. Just say I'm a devil. I'm the devil's child. I have the devil's spirit. But there's only two spirits, my friends. God's spirit and the devil's spirit. One is giving and one is taking. That's desires to get. But love desires to give. Lust always returns to the scene of crime to repeat it over and over again. But love covers a multitude of faults. And love never talks about you, stabs you, slaps you, kicks you, or call you a bee. Love never does that. Sisters, you're making me sick to my stomach. You're going to make a man out of him. You can't make a man out of nobody. You don't have the right or the authority to make a man out of nobody. Only God can make a man. You can't turn nobody into, you can't even handle your own self. You can't even get your own head done by yourself. Come on. So how are you going to try to change someone? Stop that. Stop it. That's the wrong spirit. You can't change if you're not changed. And Dr. Edward Lewis Cole said change is not change until it's changed. If you change, you don't need to brag about, girl, I changed my life. I gave my life to Jesus. Mr. Microphone, you don't have to do that. You know why? Because Jesus said in his Bible, that which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say you must be born again, Mr. Microphone. Which means, if you're born again, old things has passed away, and behold, all things shall become new. Which means, you don't have to say you know. Everybody will know that there's something about you. When I got saved, my friends are going to say, Kool-Aid, what's up with you, man? You're acting weird. What's wrong with you? I said, nothing wrong with me. Yeah, something wrong because you ain't yourself. You one of them Jesus freaks, are you? I have to say I'm guilty. Because you want to call me a Jesus freak, that's fine. That's rather than being a hoe, a liar, a thief, a murderer. It's better than being that. When God has brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light, you can't do help but shine. And your life is not going to be a bed of roses every day. You know why? Because Jesus said, if they do this to a green tree, no, they're going to, what you think they're going to do to a dry? Well, in other words, what I'm saying, if they lied on Jesus, if they tried to kill him, if they tried to verbally stab him in the back, 
What makes you think that's not going to happen to you? Arm yourself likewise. But in order to arm yourself, you must have the right spirit within you. And when you have the right spirit within you, the right spirit causes you to want to help. I can't, I, I, don't, I don't brag and I don't talk about it, but you'd be shocked how many people through this ministry have been helped and delivered and still alive. Because I care more about them than I do myself. Because that's what the word requires me to do. I was elevated in ministry because I had a heart for the people. I've always been a person who cared about people. My lifestyle from a child on up, from cleaning people's houses, washing people's cars, I've always been a servant and didn't know I was a servant. And I wound up in the hospital for uh, 35 years in the hospital business, taking care of people. And then one day Jesus said, you, you got to leave that. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm getting ready to be a doctor. I was going up the career ladder program, you know, and I wasn't paying for anything. I was just, I was blessed. I was up the career ladder program. I became an IV tech, EKG technician. I mean, I was, I was going up there. And the Lord spoke to me and said, okay, I even signed into the PA program, physician assistant. I was going up there. First person in my family ever got this high. And the Lord spoke, mm-mm, I got something for, for you to do. I call it, I got jacked by Jesus. Was I happy? Absolutely not. Was I devastated? I sure was. Was I mad? No, I was infuriated. Because a God told me that I cannot do the job that I suffered so many years to get there. And he going to tell me that I have to step down to do what he wants me to do. I was saying to myself, the devil is a liar. But guess what? I had no other choice, even though I did like no war. And I got put into the belly as well, but in a different way. I'm sorry, Jonah. I was tossed into another well. Joan was tossed into the physical well, well, and I was talked, stuffed in, metaphorically speaking, well, where I had no control over everything. While I was running from God and said, I'm not going to, let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you, let me tell you this. When you got the right spirit and wrong spirit, when you don't ever, don't you ever, don't you ever tell God what you're not going to do. I told God I wasn't going to, after he blessed me, money in the bank, car, I mean, I, I had it going. He told me to do something. I, I'm going to tell him no. So, you know, he told me, he said, I'm going to strip you of everything you have. And from now on, everything you get, you will know that it is from me because you're not going to be able to get anything on your own. Why? Because I did like my buddy did, Jonah. I ain't going to preach no gospel. God showed me all kinds of things with demons and the fires. I'm like, I ain't going, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. You must be out your mind, whoever you are. I ain't doing it. Yeah, but remember... I delivered you from drugs, alcohol. I delivered you from sexual sins. I delivered you from multiple things. And you said that you would do what I asked you to do. You said you would go. I didn't make you say it. You said it. So I had to sit there and simmer and all that like a tennis match. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, back and forth. Until I did what? I acquiesced. I gave in. 
You know why? Because in my soul, I remember the word it says, it's better not to make a vow, to make a vow and break a vow. That means if you promise God you're going to do something, you better do it. Because you yourself, my friends, can wind up dead too and burning in hell by saying what you're not going to do. Remember he said, Job, how shall the thing? Job said, Lord, why this is happening to me? You know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a man of God. I'm preaching the word of God and I'm living according to the word. Why is this happening to me? And God said, let me ask you a question. Mr. Smart Man, Mr. Out-of-Pocket Spirit Man, let me ask you a question. Where was you? When I put the stars in the sky, where were you when I told the moon to glow? Where were you when I told the sun to open up the light? Where were you when the, when the earth was void and black? And I said, let there be. Where were you? Then I had to do just like my brother did. Shut my mouth, scratch my head, said, Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry. So it sounds to me. That someone needs to have a spirit renewed in them. So let's go right now to Psalms. I want to take you to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 51. Let's go to Psalms 51 and 10. I'm going to give you a second. Psalms 51 and 10. When you jacked up. And you're doing your own thing apart from God. You have lost your mind. And you are headed, as the Bible said, headlong into the pit of hell. Unless you call out to God and ask him forgiveness. 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he cast it in the sea of forgetfulness. Never to remember it again. And the other verse said. And we say we have not sinned. We make him a liar. And the truth is not in us. When you try to convince God. That you are, have not sinned. Or you're not sinning. You call God a liar. The last thing you want to do my friends. Is call God a liar. The last thing you want to do. Is blaspheme anything against God because you will not be able to survive what's going to happen to you. So what you need is a chance to have a renewed spirit. Let's read. Psalms 51 51 Create and 10 Create in me Create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me. Cast not away from me thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. David done did some stuff now. I don't know if you know the story about David. But David did some stuff. David took a man's wife. He saw in the garden taking a bath. I was like, mm, I got to hit that. I got to get, mm-mm, I got to get that. Ooh, man, I got to get that. So he came. He's sinful. And she's like, I'm married, sir. Yeah, okay, where your husband at? Mm, okay. David had her husband put on the front line. But before that, 
he got the husband, got the wife pregnant. You know, she couldn't refuse the king. She had no choice to get her head chopped off. So she went to the king after she told him she was married. And David, they had a baby. Before before the baby could come out, uh, they said, oh, my, I'm pregnant. And she said, well, it's going to be a problem. I'm metaphorically speaking for you. It's going to be a problem because my husband is out. It's on the front line, and he ain't been home for a long time, so ain't nowhere in the world I can be pregnant. So David like, don't worry about it, I'll take care. What David did was he had the brother, he had the brother put on the front line, he told the soldier, his people, go put him on the front line. He put the man on the front line and had the man killed. That's a murderer. David did that for a woman, for a piece of butt, a woman, for sex. Wrong mind. But thank God, after a while, God forgave him, but he had to go through some changes in order to forget, forgiven. But the point is, he had a wrong spirit, and he's saying here, created me a clean heart, oh Lord. He's, he's sorry for what he did. He, he realized what he did was outrageous. So he's asking God to forgive him and to create in him a clean heart. And listen, over here on the 51st verse, it said, listen, the chief musician a psalm of David, when uh, when the prophet came unto him, and after he had gone to Bethsaida, what our name is, Bethsaida, uh, have mercy on me, O Lord, according to thy tender loving mercies. The, a multitude of, that, uh, of, of tender mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thorough from my iniquities, and clean me from my sins. Now, here's the king. If the king realized he made a major mess up and he got on his knees and begged and pleaded for God to heal him from that and forgive him of that murder and adultery, taking another man's wife, that's deep. So don't think you, you alone out there because you're not. The Bible is full of situations where the people of God did some crazy things, but they did what I'm trying to tell you to do. Get yourself checked out. Renew your spirit so that you will. David never did nothing like that again. He never did that again. You have to listen. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit in me. Renew a right spirit in me in me. That's what you need today. You need to have your spirit renewed because once your spirit is renewed, that means, renewed means you are a backslider and you don't even know you're a backslider. And God said, I'm married to a backslider. Let me tell you something about backsliders. God said, I, I have to get this graphic because I need you to understand. God said, I am married to the backslider. God said, even call us backsliding heifers. God said, I saw you in the street doing your whoredom. Have no shame embarrassing me because I'm married to you and you sleeping with everything under the sun and everybody know it and everybody, it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook, metaphorically speaking, I'm trying to bring it to that, our terms. It's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's everywhere. Everybody caught you in the very act of it. You're nasty. You're grimy. You a hood rat. You stink in my nostrils. You make me sick to my stomach. Your actions are the actions of a heathen, of a devil. But then God says, 
but I'll take you back. If you come back to me, I'll take you back. I'll forgive you, and I'll never, ever bring this up again. This is that love I'm trying to tell you, that love that covers a multitude of sin. Who in their right mind going to forgive their wife who's been sleeping around? Oh, my goodness. Having babies with other men. You going to take her back? Give me a gun. Let me shoot in the head. I ain't taking her nowhere. But see, that's, that's the flesh. But the kind of love that God is talking about, you have no other choice. Let me share this with you. Since you got a Bible version, let me give you a life version of what I just said. A woman came to me. I was preaching in Mississippi. And a woman came to me. And she began to cry. And complain and she had a right to do so all the things she told me my heart just went out and my fist clenched because I wanted to find that husband so I can black his eyes and beat him bloody for all the things she said he has been doing to her neglecting her beating her cussing her not giving her money for food leaving in the middle of nowhere all kinds of nasty slimy things that a person with the devil spirit would do and so I spoke to her and I said to her, Sister, I'm sorry. I am truly sorry that you had to experience these things. But I believe that you're experiencing these things because you are a child of God and you have humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God because you want to do what is pleasing in His sight no matter how much you're hurting. But let me tell you something right now. God has heard you. And allow me to say this to you. I need you to do something for me. If you can do what I'm about to ask you to do, I promise you, you will get a result that you're not even looking for. Let me explain to you, my sister. I said, I want you to do something. I said, when you leave church, one of the things, of things she, he wouldn't let her go to church. I said, this is what you do. You go home and you put a smile on your face. Take the hurt and shove it where it got to go. Put it in the closet, under your shoes, wherever, in your socks. I want you to smile. I want you to go home and cook him the most beautiful dinner that you can make. Cook his favorite meal for him. And I want you to run the bathtub for him. Cook his favorite meal, make his favorite dessert, give him his favorite beverage, give him a bath, give him a massage. And if he wants to have sexual relations with you, let him have it. Now, I need you to do this because it's your duty and your responsibility. I need you to take yourself out of the situation and walk according to what the word said you should do as a light. And as an example, now I know what I'm asking you to do is tremendously hard, but trust me, I've been there, I've done that. So, can you promise me that you will be able to do everything that I've asked you to do every day from this point forward? She was crying and crying and crying, and I knew by her tears she was going to do it. And she said, yes, sir, 
I, I will do it. Okay, I said, now, let me tell you, if you do what I asked you to do, let me tell you what's going to happen. They're going to find your husband dead on the side of the road, and he will never, ever bother you again, and you will be taken care from that moment on. Do you believe what I'm saying to you? She cried. She said, yes, sir, I do. I hugged her. I said, be blessed. I laid hands on her, and she went. I don't know, one later, two weeks later, three days later, I don't know what it was. I get a phone call saying that Sister So-and-So's husband is dead. And they told me, nobody knew but me and her and the Lord, that they found the woman's husband on the highway. He had a flat tire. He got out to change his flat tire, and an 18-wheeler ran him over and killed him dead. So now... She ain't got to worry about eating no more or paying the light bill or gas bill now because now she got a big old fat check. Am I glorifying in that? No. Am I happy that that happened to him? No. But I'm telling you, you cannot put your hands on God's people and think you're going to get away with it. It don't work like that. It may seem like it's going like that for a while, but you will. I have spoken to three separate women on three separate occasions and told them the same exact thing. The last one I talked to, she paid off all her, three or four cars that she had, bought her a house, started her own business, and still got money. You and I are here to help people. Because let me tell you something, when your behind gets sick and you're in that hospital bed and nobody coming to see you, that devil going to beat you to death with everything that you should have done, could have done, but you didn't do. Renew in me, Lord, a right spirit. Renew, renew, create in me, create a clean heart, old God, and renew within me a right spirit. Cast not thy presence away. Don't take the Holy Spirit. Lord, whatever you take, don't take a leg, take an arm, take an eye, but don't take the whole, please don't take the Holy Spirit. You'd rather lose a limb. You'd rather lose both of them than lose the, don't lose the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, my friend, you have nothing. You cannot dig yourself out of the hole. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. God will rise you up out of that hole and you won't even know what happened. Let me tell you a quick story. An old man, the story I was told years ago, old man saw his dip mule. He fell in the ditch. The ditch was so deep, deep the mule couldn't get out. The mule was hollering, screaming. There was a man tried to pull him out. He couldn't get him out. He tried a rope. He tried, he tried everything because he's in the middle of nowhere. He tried everything. He couldn't get the mule out, so, mule out of the ditch. So he said to himself, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and bury my mule because I don't want him to suffer. I'm just going to go ahead and bury him and suffocate him and let the mule you know, just go on because I can't deal with this pain and suffering he's going through. So the man kept shoveling dirt in there and shoveling dirt in there and shoveling dirt in there, crying and thinking that my poor mule. Well, each time the man would shovel the dirt in there, the mule would step on it. When you step on dirt, it compacts. So all the dirt he threw in the, the donkey just kept stepping on it. And as he stepped on it, he would rise Compact, rise, compact, rise, compact, rise, compact, rise. So by the time he threw all that dirt in there, that devil had created, I mean, the, the, that, that um, donkey had created a stair step out and he walked out of 
the whole. That's why God says that the whole that your friends and your enemy is digging for you is not for you. It's for them. Renew in me a right spirit. Lord, don't take away your Holy Spirit because that other spirit is good. Let me tell you something. Evil spirit gets in you and gets in your children. And then your children don't know what they are and don't know what they shall become. Confusion, it comes from somewhere. It don't just decide, I'm going to show up at somebody's house and start trouble. No, confusion comes from a parent or parents not training up their children in the way they should go. When a child is born, it knows nothing. It is ignorant, not stupid. Stupid means you know, don't, don't, don't do better. Ignorant means you don't have enough information, you're not giving anything. Children don't know anything. So when they come out of the womb, into the room, they begin to learn by listening. He can't see because he's a baby. When he hears stuff, he don't know what it is. But he hears stuff and that ear getting tuned in there. And after a while, the eyes open up. He don't know what he's seeing, but he sees shadows. And after a while, he don't see shadows. He starts to see people. He see mama's nipple. And he bite on to get him some milk. And he see mama's face. And he bite on mama's face. And he nipple on her face because it feels funny. It feels good to him. It's, it's, it's gum. So he's gum, gum and mommy. He's learning and learning. As a baby, sing to your baby. They have done studies that people who sing to their babies while they're in the womb come out more intelligent than the normal children. You can sing to your baby. You can read to your baby. You can talk to your baby. Do you not know that your actions, when you are calm, so is your baby, your fetus? When you're upset, your fetus becomes upset because it's nervous and doesn't know. All these things are proven facts. But when you have the wrong spirit, all you care about is what you care about because it's all about you. It's not about anybody else. The day that you, my friends, are no concerned about your neighbors and you're only concerned about yourself, you have lost your way. You came into this earth by yourself and you're going to leave this earth by yourself. You're here for a reason. You were brought here by God. No one is born without God's permission. But what you do with that new birth will determine what kind of human being that new birth will be. What kind of spirit will get into... Let me tell you something. There's some spirits that come around you. They call them a familiar spirit. They come around you and try to figure out, hmm, what is he doing? What is he doing? Or what they like, what they don't like. Go back and report back to their daddy, the devil. He said, oh, they like that? Then here he come. He's in the spirit of that. They like lying. A spirit of lying. They like to cheat their games. A spirit of cheating their games. Next thing you know, they're on the internet or, or, or they're on these, the, the PCP game, what do you call these games, uh, where they're killing and shooting and murdering people and children start seeing it and thinking, oh, it's okay to shoot and murder. And so when they get a gun in their hand because some peer pressure told them to put this gun in your hand, if you want to be part of it, you got to shoot somebody and they can shoot somebody without any remorse. You know why? Because the game said murder, murder, death, death, kill is cool. The wrong spirit. The wrong spirit. The wrong spirit. People need you, my friends. People need you. You'll be surprised. Let me let me just say this here. There was a person that the Lord allowed the Spirit to speak to me and say, Listen, I need you to go get on a plane and I need you to go someplace. 
because this person's about to kill themselves. And I'm like, well, Lord, I ain't got no money. I can't be here. Don't worry about that. Okay? Here come the money. Here come the ticket. I go there to speak to this person. Then answer the door. So the Lord spoke to me and said, all right, go away. Come back tomorrow early in the morning because they're ducking. Come back early in the morning. You'll catch them. Just when they're getting up, you'll catch them. So I go to the person's house early in the morning. like the Lord said. I'm banging on the door. Bam, 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 like I'm the cops. The person comes to the door. I say, open this door. <gasps> they shocked to see me. I get the door. So how you doing? I'm fine. Let me ask you a question. Have you lost your mind? How in the world you come, you want to kill yourself? Do you not know how many people look up to you? Do you not know how many people follow you? Do you not know how valuable you are? And you talk about you want to kill yourself? Have you lost your freaking mind? Do I need to throw some water on you or something? And the person broke down and started crying. And after I got through swing with my baseball bat and praying for them, laying hands on them, they're alive to this day. God wants you to yield yourself to his Holy Spirit so he can say, hey, go over there to Egypt. Go over there to Spain. Just somebody I need you to talk to. And you can say, Try the spirits, whether they be of God, because they came from among us, but they were not of us. That means you try the spirit by saying, all right, Lord, if this is you, let so-and-so happen. But say that in your mind, and God will give you confirmation. You know what you do? Go get on the daggone plane. He didn't ask you for no money. You'd be surprised how many places I've been. I didn't have a dime. And before I got ready to go, somebody popped up with the money in the cash or the ticket or whatever it was. I flew all the way to Wyoming from New York. Free. Somebody called me and said, hey, how are you doing? And I called them and said, how you doing? They said, we want you to come over to our, our house. I said, well, how you going to do this? We'll, we'll fly and send you a ticket. I didn't want to go, but my spirit man said, yeah, you got to go. I took that trip, stayed there for only a week and a half. I don't know how long it was. When I went there, I was able to get the people that were my friends to acknowledge Jesus is Lord. Then they took me to one of their friends' house, who at the time was a doctor, going to be a doctor. And he began to talk to me and said, well, I, I, he was in the military, and he was making so much money, he didn't want to leave, but he because he was a doctor and this and that, he didn't want to leave and this and that. And I said, well, you know what? Let me tell you something. God has called you into the ministry, and his eyes got big. And you cannot duck him. I said, you don't need no money. You know what I know. You don't You don't need no money. You got plenty of money. He looked at me like, how he know that? I said, so money is not your issue. Your family is healthy. And y'all got money. So you can leave this and do what God says do. And he will bless you beyond your wildest imaginations. The bottom line is, I was sent on a mission and didn't even know I was sent on a mission. I thought I was going to visit my friends and I wind up witnessing to them. And then I wind up witnessing to their friends. And then my friend took me to his job and I wind up witnessing to a bunch of soldiers who were taking uh, classes in a Bible, I mean, who were taking classes, college classes. And my friend, could, for some reason, convinced them I was some kind of celebrity. And I took my guitar there and played for the soldiers and they had to clap. And, I mean, 
I wound up doing so much things in one trip. Why? Because I decided I was going to yield myself to what God wants me to do. You don't know how valuable you are. My friends, you don't know how valuable you are. You're not just some woman or some man. You're not just no chicken or duck. You are more than a conqueror. Great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I tell you, your light is so bright. It's unbelievable how much power you have if you only tap into it. You are somebody. That's why I write these songs. Walk into, out of darkness, into the marvelous light. Because the devil is coming. He's coming. And he's coming for you. But you can resist that devil and tell him, back off, sucker. Yeah, I'm hurting. Yeah, I got a broke arm. Yeah, I got stabbed. Yeah, I got shot. But guess what? I ain't dead. And I'm not going to be dead because it's not my time yet. So you go ahead, devil, and do your best of what you want to do because I am going to stand all my appointed time, devil. I'm going to stand on the promises of God. Why? Because God has done too much for me. God has promised me so much, and he's delivered. Listen, God promised me a house. I got it. He promised me a car. I got it. These are the things that I desire in my life. I, I, I received it. Why? Because he said, I've been faithful with a few things. I'm going to bless you. I did not do what I do because I wanted something. I do what I do because God forgave me of my sins. And he put me on a solid foundation. And he opened up my mind. He said, I need you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable under God, which is your reasonable service. And I want you not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will always know what is a good, perfect, and acceptable will of me concerning you. You will never be out of the loop if you present your body to me and obey me, because obedience is better than sacrifice. Obey me. And if you do something wrong, if you say something wrong, my son is sitting on the right hand of me, and he's ever making, he's your lawyer, he's ever making, listen, he's always backing, backing you up and saying, yeah, he just made a mistake. Father, forgive him. First John 1 and 9, you confess it, it's gone. And when God, God delivers you, my friends, when you've been restored, do not ever go back. Okay, my friends. Remember, buzzsprout.com. You can listen to our podcast. As we said before, we're in Japan, we're in Tokyo, we're in Madrid, and a place called Valencia or Valencia, whatever you want to call it. So the podcast is really, really taking off. So let's give God a praise as we go. And listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. I be glad. I rejoice. I have and be glad. Remember, you got the power. Stand up. To Listen to the devil. song. It's trying to tell you the truth. Sometimes life knocks you down. Knife will knock you down. To stay on the ground. Don't stay down there. Get in the groove of God. Get in the groove of God. Stand in the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Greater is He that is in you. And he that's in the world Oh yeah I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me He has brought me out of the darkness Into the marvelous